1: Back it's the horns up talking Texas podcast. Fisher Tasopolis. To we took a little break, but we're back, guys. You we were in Vegas for the Super Bowl, we're doing a lot of NFL coverage. We are here to do college basketball for however long we have left in the season. Hopefully, we make a beautiful run like we did last year, but not unfortunately counting our chickens on that one. We're here to talk the official 12 team playoffs. It's in Sarks extended, and baseball's underway. We're not going to do too much baseball coverage today, but you can look forward to that coming up because we have a good baseball team as per usual. So we'll do a little baseball coverage throughout the season. Uh, let's start with the big news. 12 team playoff. It's official run everybody through. Cause you ran me through it the other day. How exactly the seating can be broken up for next season. Uh, come, you know, December.
0: I'll do, I'll do my best here. Uh, you
1: did good. You did good the other day.
0: So 12 team playoff. It's a five, seven split. So what that means is that five the, the five highest ranked conference champions mm-hmm. regardless of of what conference they're a part of mm-hmm. automatically get admission as one of those 12 spots the four highest ranked conference champions get the one through four seeds which will have the buy in the first round um so that's that's basically the best way of explaining it and then that fifth conference champion who is the highest ranked team uh, will be guaranteed a spot, a seed between five and 12, but not always the five seed. That depends on the ranking of the seeds, uh, of the teams between the five and 12 seeds by the the CFP committee. So, um, you know, it could, could end up being a a hypothetical could be, you know, if Texas wins the SEC, they're guaranteed a one through four seed and a buy, right? That's what we'll really be talking about on our show. Um, But presumably, you know, you and I went through a couple of the scenarios, And what seemed, you know, like likely outcomes on the charity stripe, our brother pod, sister pod, whatever you want to call it with horns up. So go, go check that out. Um, You can listen to that on all the different audio platforms. And of course, um, you know, there's charity stripe YouTube as well. You can watch our lovely faces as you do with the horns up show. Um, Mm, Great plug. Thank you. But it seems, and and what we kind of came to terms with Josh was that you're likely going to get four or five teams from the SEC every year um 3 or 4 teams from the big 10 maybe two teams from the big 12 two teams from the acc and then you know that fifth conference champ whoever that ends up being whether it's you know the 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 wac or the mountain west or um, the, the Atlantic coastal conference, like what, like, you know, there's a variety of other different conferences and some teams like Liberty, who is, American um, was a bit, American was Americans. Yeah. Like Liberty yeah. was a good school last year. Um, Tulane was really has been good, you know, the last couple of years, you yeah. um, SMU. Yeah. There's a couple of schools that are going to be competing. And then interestingly, um, as we discussed on the charity stripe, Notre Dame, you know, any, any team that's, or any college that's an independent, um, it, it doesn't matter. Like if they're not a part of a conference, they can't be one of those top four seeds. So the best seed that Notre Dame can be, you know, and they, they, they project to be a, a fringe playoff, a CFP team. Um, the highest seed they could be is the fifth overall. So what we really need to focus on is, you know, the sec and our competition in the sec. And, and if we win the sec, which is going to be a tall task, obviously, but not, out of reach. I don't think um, just by nature of how talented the Texas Longhorns football team is going into mm-hmm. this upcoming season. Um, you know, we, we secure ourselves with a buy and that's what we're really be gunning for. Um, so yeah. Any, anything else you wanted to add, Josh, just on the, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean the obvious gut check reaction, I was just, you know, pulling up our schedule as you were going over all that and uh, valiantly. Um, and it's, I, I just had it. Oh my God. Here we go. I, too many tabs open um just looking at our schedule maybe you know everyone knows we've all gone through but just to just hit it home home versus colorado state not an e not not the easiest of tune-up games to be honest at michigan home versus utsa home versus ulm um on our first sec game ever will be home versus mississippi state we go to the cotton bowl for ou Home versus the dogs who are probably the favorite in all of college football um, at Vanderbilt, which you think is not an SEC team, but they are at least considered an SEC team. We have home versus the Gators. We're at Arkansas in a rivalry game where we have to exact revenge from a couple of years back. Home versus Kentucky at AM. Arkansas a trap game. Georgia obviously incredibly tough um at Michigan they're the defending champs even though we all think they'll take a step back. Yeah, so the basically what, <clears throat> what I'm getting at here the way our schedule breaks down the way that we are we have seen other SEC schedules if we are not in the 12 team playoff with this SEC schedule it is a it, it is a complete disaster with the guys that we have returned and the positions that they returned. We've lost skill players, we've you know uh, I think we all thought in the transfer portal thought filled their holes nicely. No, but pause, I get it, whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Um, fill those, fill those sp- sp- uh, spaces nicely. Um, but we return our quarterback. We return our running backs. We are all highly on uh, um, other than Brooks, but he was, you know, he was out already. So we, we grew accustomed to it. We returned yep. four or five starting offensive linemen. Um, for the four, the best four. No offense to Christian Jones, who honestly is, I'm hoping, could work his way into a third, fourth round pick. Um, we return a lot of good edge rushers. Our defensive backfield strong. Linebackers are, should be pretty solid. We we have a really good team, and quite frankly, as far as SEC schedules go, we have a really we have a really easy SEC schedule. We just plain and simple do. Um, we don't see Alabama. We don't see LSU. We don't see Ole Miss. We don't see Tennessee. We don't see Missouri. We don't see. I, I think those are. Uh, yeah, those would be the tougher teams. Well, other I, than on, of course Georgia, who's the toughest. But we have that at home at least. And yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd rather ten times out of 10, 11 times out of ten, be at DKR, of course, versus the Dogs uh, and test our luck there. And that's no shake on a Kentucky team who's you know been strong in the past. No shake on Arkansas who'll be competitive. And last time we went there, we lost. Um, and of course A who I think should be revamped with Elko, especially defensively. Um, but Florida is not what they used to be. Mississippi state's kind of going through it a little bit for sure. Uh, Mike Leach passing a year and a half ago, two years ago at this point, maybe, or by the time season starts, it'll be two years. Um, horrible passing. Um, so they're still, I think in recovery mode. Um, this is a really, really easy schedule for Sark to come in on. Like, as far as like the name brands, these teams are never been more beatable in my eyes other than Georgia. Um, yeah, I, we I don't think that was big. We don't like, I, if we were, if we had like a Tennessee in there, like at, at Tennessee, I'd be like, okay, like this is not, this is not a cakewalk.
0: Right. And I, I also think, you know, with how much turnover the Michigan team has getting them early in the season is better than getting them late. I, I would say in my opinion, and with, with A&M in Florida, who I'll, I'll just mention both of those teams from a roster creation standpoint, Uh, have some talented football players on their teams. But if it's that both those games are late in the season and you know, that, you know, at Kyle field, the Texas A&M will show up for that game, but what will the Aggies be playing for? Right. And later in the season, what will the Gators be playing for when they play Texas? And, you know, with, with these college guys, yeah, one little thing on the mental on the mental side can throw a game in one in a different direction. And so, you know, uh, trusting Sark and the rest of the staff to keep the guys focused and maintain that focus throughout the season, like they did this past year, um, they never lost sight of things. Right. And they they were always prepared. Um, and during games, you know, they were dealt adversity, um, but they always for the most part overcame, um, ex- except in that game against Oklahoma and Dallas. But again, that was really just Dylan Gabriel made incredible plays at the end to, to win that game for them. And then against Washington, you know, Michael Penix had the best game of of the season um, and of his football career thus far, college, high school. Yeah. So there's, those aren't excuses, but they're all that to say, like I was never, I never felt like we were underprepared going into games. Right. No, And so, and so I think, you know, continuing, uh, with that continuity on our roster, you know, I'd expect for those guys next year, game in, game out, week in, week out, to be prepared. And and I think it's worth mentioning that um, news as of today that that Chris Gilbert uh, will be returning as a special assistant to Steve Sarkeesian. He was uh, he, he tried his hand at, at a you know tight ends coach and assistant head coach for the North Texas Mean Green, um, but he was a guy that Sark had brought in when Sark first got the job on the 40 acres. Um, you know, he was instrumental in, in supporting the recruiting, um, in the Arlington area and the DFW Metroplex of of guys like Cam Williams, Jonte Cook, Anthony Hill, Malik Muhammad. So it's great for those guys for, uh, for coach Gilbert to be back with the squad. And I I certainly think that his support will be much needed next year alongside Sark and the rest of the coaching staff
1: hundred percent. And it's, a, again, you want all the right guys in the mix. And I, I think it's exciting for him to come back and be a part of something special. And again, you know, just to hit home the schedule and how imperative it is for us to really take care of business this year, Tennessee has got the most similar schedule to us, but in, in instead of, um, I mean, yeah, they, in, they, have their schedules, I, did, they, I guess they matched it up identically. Like you play a lot of the similar teams um, as someone else but they see Alabama uh, and and unfortunately we don't, Um, you know, so they see Alabama and Georgia, Georgia sees Ole Miss and Alabama and and Tennessee and Auburn. We don't see Auburn as well. So I, I, it's, it's one of those things that we're sitting here with, you know, the 12 team playoff and we're bringing, again, you brought, you bring up Gilbert's return and, you know, we've spoken about how many guys we've had in the, And the coaching staff not leave, right? And stay and want to stick around and want to be a part of something special. I just really think that it now is now more than ever, we have to at least make it to the SEC title game, which will be the top two finishers in SEC standings will play in the SEC title game um, in Atlanta um, early December. We have to be there, even if it's like, hey, like the one game we drop is to Georgia, fine. Like it's, it's Georgia. I mean, ideally, we run the table on them. Um and, and maybe see them again. Um, or at least like a when there knocks them out and we drop a game down the line. But this is I don't know, man. Like I'm just looking at the whole I'm looking at everyone's SEC schedule. Ours is ours is the easiest. And I guess it's a testament to us in some ways because we're a good football team and we should win a lot of these games, right? Yeah. And that's a compliment to who we are. Like we should be we're they're they're easier games because we're good. Not because the teams are so bad, because you bring up the point of like Florida, you know, and um, one of the other teams and A&M and like the personnel they have on their roster. Like this is still there's still SEC schools, man. Like these are still pros in their team. Like there's yeah. <laughs> there are guys that are going to be playing on Sundays, Thursdays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and every day now that the NFL is on. Um, there are guys that are going to be playing in the National Football League in both those rosters, no question. But our team is so good, which is a compliment to them, that a lot of these games are the easy are easier. The I think we're gonna be favorite in every game. And like and and on top of that, like we all have four, it's four and four. So you have everyone in the SEC has four home games, four away games. Right. One of one of our away games, kind of not an away game. You I mean it's our gaming
0: is o- game. Oklahoma?
1: Yeah. But I, I will say like
0: that game, as we well know, it can always be a toss up no matter what the talent looks like on either sides. And I would say that Oklahoma going into this season, um, I'd take Oklahoma's team of last year. Just if you, if you made me pick right now, um, but they, they, they have some things to prove now they have a, a tough schedule, but I do think to your point about us making sure we get to the SEC championship in year one, um, It means that we can lose to Georgia and still get there, right? Because if you talk about the other teams that you mentioned as kind of um, at the top of of this conference, like Alabama plays Georgia, right? They play Georgia and they play LSU. Um,
1: LSU plays Alabama and Ole Miss and OU, and and they play Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, but I'm not even necessarily. Maybe I'm. Maybe you know I I should have more force. I have not necessarily including Oklahoma at the top of the pecking order right now at the sec. And again, they could turn heads. Um, but right now, if you just had to power rank it before the season started, I wouldn't have them above any of the, the aforementioned schools, at like LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, Georgia, and of course the Texas Longhorns. And then I was just going to mention that Ole Miss plays Georgia LSU. Um, and you just mentioned Oklahoma. So if you want to throw them in, in the mix on, on Ole Miss's schedule, great. But all that to say, we have less chances and it really, really highlights this Michigan game that we're playing on the road and making sure that we go and take care of business in Ann Arbor, because, yeah. you know, that is a guy their, their head coach was their head coach for multiple weeks out of the season. Last Six. year, their and quarterback. Michigan. That's correct. And their quarterback played in the national championship game. Of course he didn't start because JJ McCarthy was their starter but he got valuable minutes in really, really important games. So I I know they lose, you know, they lose their running backs. They lose Rome Wilson. Like they, they lose, of course, guys on the defensive line, but they will be a really, really well put together team that is prepared, that wants to defend their home turf against, you know, what I expect to be going into that game. Maybe more of like the nation's darling. Like we're going to the media that at large is going to favor us in that game. They're going to think yeah. we're going to go on the road and win Anna, in Ann Arbor because once you get to the mountaintop, like Michigan, and especially when you have kind of that, like that tainted message, that tainted just words and in, in, in things surrounding your school with, with the cheating scandal um last year and the sign stealing stuff, like everyone wants you to get knocked off. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone will be rooting for the Texas Longhorns going into that game, not just your your three guys plus Quan Cosby on the horns up talking Texas pod, Um, so I just think we can't take that game lightly, and because I because it's a really really important game, it I really it is.
1: Themselves. I, it is a huge game. You're right. I think I love your point of like I me mean, because our schedule we don't have an Ole Miss, uh, we don't have Ole Miss, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, Auburn on the schedule, like you know to help pump our value up if we do lose to Georgia. Like, if we if we run the table, but we lose to Georgia, like, and those other teams, you know, forget maybe having a better record in the SEC, but, like, they only drop – they drop a game to Georgia, but then they drop a game on the road to somebody else. It's, like, really difficult, right?
0: Look, yeah, if we lose
1: to they Georgia, we're, we're
0: undeniable. We're going to the college football playoff. That if we beat Georgia,
1: yeah, 100%.
0: No, I'm saying if we lose to Georgia and we win every other game, we're going to the college football playoff.
1: We are. Yeah, I agree. I I I – Michigan screwed themselves. They just did, man. Like, the I screwed them. So they won the national championship. So you're – They're you're, good you're for three
0: or, three or four years. They're chilling.
1: They're good for a decade, man. <laughs> Notre Dame is still riding high from 86. Like, they're good from a decade. Yeah, they're but a,
0: once you get to a decade, though, I mean, we know – we, we all well know that once even, – even at the back end, those last three years in that decade, if, if things have really taken a sour taste – and they've turned for the, for the worst, your fan base, when you're that big, when you're, when you're a blue blood like that, like it's, you can't be in that position where you get 10 years away from a national championship and you haven't gotten close again, or you haven't gotten another one. You have to stay at the mountaintop now. I mean, you that's have to be at
1: least relevant if they're like missing the playoffs. Well, he's going to lose his job. If they're missing the playoffs because he, yes, he coached those games and that is a lot of valuable for coach more, but at the same time, like you can't, at the same time, like he, he doesn't get necessarily all the credit that Harbaugh, it's not his game plan. It's Harbaugh's game plan. It's Harbaugh's recruiting. It's it, it's Harbaugh's system and, and everything. He has to kind of start a little bit fresh. He can take some stuff from it. It's, you know, he learned under him great. And I'm not I'm not anticipating a huge drop-off. I am from a personnel standpoint. I think a lot of the issues that could have you know that could have been mended and subsided via the transfer portal, had Harbaugh made his decision in a more timely manner. I think they would be in a, they could be in a lot better shape than they well, it's it. also
0: just just by nature of how well the team in Columbus did in the portal in comparison to them, right? They're, their their all-time were- rival, the Buckeyes, had one of the best portals in all of college football.
1: Um and one of the best retention rates. Right. Already of right. on of of on and, and a top tier oh.
0: recruiting class coming in. With they a killed bunch of all really, really teams. talented freshmen. They
1: killed all three personnel phases, 100%. I, yeah. I'm a little – we have to beat Michigan. It's like a non – it's a non-negotiable because I'm a little worried about how well they'll do this year. So, yeah, I, I, I to almost your point of, like, strength of schedule. Um. All right, well, we're going to pop, lock, and drop it from football. And I think we will see you guys – let's maybe see them this weekend, Tossmer, after the Kansas game. It's a big game. I mean – any is there any skinny you want to give on the horns and basketball team just to preview or um to toss up the uh
0: No, I, I think you know anyone who's been following the the Texas bass the men's Texas basketball team um has likely been frustrated. Um, although we did have a good win at home against Kansas State on Monday. Um we only have five games left in the regular season. And then we'll have our conference tournament, which we will need to make some noise at. Absolutely. And, and we need to make noise in these last five games. And, you know, we get Kansas on the road We're we're in Lawrence and then we play Texas tech at Lubbock. And then, uh, you know, we get Oklahoma state at home. That should be a win. But then we go on the road and play Baylor, you know, in Waco uh, before we end the season back home against Oklahoma. So none of those games are easy and certainly not, you know, the game on Saturday against Kansas, the game against Texas tech, who, you earlier in the week told me, uh, you like them, you know, to make a, a tournament run. Um, and I, I couldn't dispute that. I mean, they always fare well in the tournament. Uh, and so do so are the Baylor bears. They're incredibly well coached. Scott true is one of the best in college basketball. And of course we know that bill self is as well. So backs up against the wall here for our Texas Longhorns men's basketball team. And you know, it's, uh, it's put up, it, it's, it, you just got to do it. You got to get out there. You got to win some games here and you have to Facebook win.
1: Is killing me. You
0: have to win them on the road and then you have to make a bit of a tournament run or else we might be in the NIT. And that's just the, the harsh reality of how good the big 12 is this year and how mediocre we have been and how even in the games that we have won that have been solid victories for ourselves, they haven't made, they haven't sent a message. Right. And no there's still been a lot of inconsistencies and you would expect that for a roster that has, so that is abundant with transfers, um, but not this late in the season. And now we, we have no, we have nothing to fall back on. We have no excuses at this point.
1: Well, the, the, yeah, no excuses. I think, I think we tried with a guy like Asimus who's just, he's just not consistent enough, man. He just isn't like, he just is not consistent enough. I mean basketball. that's a little unfair because he was our he was
0: probably our best player through the first fifteen games of the season. Like but he's he,
1: not, but he was good. He wasn't great. He was good, and now he's completely falling apart. He's falling we had, apart. We had
0: we had no we had Just no sure offensive out. we had no offensive output for the first maybe not fifteen but probably eight to ten games of the season <laughs> outside outside of what Max Smith was giving us. So. I kind of felt like, okay, he's doing a lot right now, but I know that he can't be our guy. We're not Oral Roberts. You know, like he can't be our guy if we want to make a tournament run, if we want to win the big 12 tournament. Like other guys have to step up and not not necessarily supplant him, but support him. And we want, yes, Desu is our best player. So we knew at the end of the day, once he returned to full health, that we would be going through him. He would be our offensive engine. Um, But you know, Hunter has been incredibly inconsistent as well. He's had spurts where he's looked really good. And that streakiness that he. I mean, and I know you just lost me on camera there, but inconsistency is uh, across the board,
1: right? Like Hunter, Hunter, Hunter is not an efficient. Neither the guards are efficient scorers. And you need that in college basketball. You don't need them. You don't need a world beater. Like does it, if we had a world beater, probably be Dissu. And I'm comfortable with that. Mitchell's a really good defensive stalwart. He's a good athlete. I like that a lot too. Other guys give fine minutes. I think the other trans there's so many transfers on the team now. There's no development of players. And that's not necessarily a great hill to die on. Like yeah. the, the we we were talking about the tar heels. They have like they have guys and Duke and you know, and we'll get into more college. We'll see how this Kansas game goes and we'll do a recap after. But we had so many transfers come in and just not all of them are hitting. And that's just kind of, you know, been an issue. It's too reliant on the transfer portal almost.
0: Yeah, but we better stay focused, continue winning some games. I get worried that Trey Johnson might start to look elsewhere in the same way that Ron Holland had initially committed committed to us and then ends up going to the G League. Um, and Trey Johnson is the type of recruit where, you know, he's he, he's a program changing recruit for any school that's going after him. And and obviously he's committed to the Texas Longhorns right now. He might be a better
1: recruit than Holland.
0: He might be. Yeah. He'll definitely like, he'll definitely have the ball in his hands more. Like he'll be. God, I lost you again. Lose the listeners too.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. We'll 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 do more college hoops after the uh, Kansas game. Fisher Deshapp good to have everyone back on the horns up talking Texas show. Uh, we'll get Quan and Nick in the fold next time. Hook 'em, baby. Hook 'em. <laughs>